Hello, my friends, kingdom builders and kingdom connectors, and everyone who is about the Father's business. Welcome to another edition of the Living Word Mind of Conception podcast. Please remember to subscribe to our podcast so that we can stay connected, continue to communicate, and to contribute to one another's life. So let's begin our journey right now. tonight because uh, just before I got on with you guys uh, I, you know we tried to do the simulcast at 7:30 and then the computer just decided to update <laughs> at 7:29 so praise God <laughs> I'll tell you so God has something to say evidently to many people so the enemy's trying every little thing that he can you know to try to uh, you know, hinder, hinder the going forth of the word of God. Uh, and so God has an ult- the ultimate victory over everything. And so we thank God for each of you that are already getting on here tonight and pray that you have an opportunity to look at that share screen there and just different information of things that we can do uh, to uh, share what we know and what we have uh, with someone else to add value to their life. Uh, prayerfully to be a blessing to them, and that's what we want to do. So that's the ultimate goal. Again, we are blessed to be a blessing, right? And what I, one thing I've learned, the more you look to be a blessing to someone else, the more God continues to bless you. Remember what he told Abraham. He said, Abraham, I will bless you and you will be a blessing and all the families of the earth will be blessed and they will bless themselves through you. And so again, that's something that God wants to do for each believer, right? Uh, we want He wants to bless us so that we can be a blessing. And when we're talking about blessing, we're not just talking about uh, material things or financial things or physical things, but even the blessing of the of the presence of God, the blessing of the anointing, right? Of uh, the blessing of the favor of God. Uh, uh, the blessing of the wisdom, the knowledge of God, the understanding, right? Your, your, our inheritance as being uh, born again children of God. That is a blessing for those that have that re- have received that from the Lord. So when uh, there are no peacemakers, you and I have a blessing that we can be peacemakers, right? When there's no one that can seem to calm the storm, you and I could be that those people that calm the storm. Why? Not because we are something great, but it's because that we uh, have something great within us, right? And that's the blessing of the Lord. I mean, that's the presence of God. That's the favor of God. Because no one, doesn't matter who you are, no one is born again based upon their own righteousness and, the, and, their, own, and their own works, right? Anything that we have from the Lord 
We have received it from his graciousness. And so something I've learned from years ago is that a man can receive nothing, man, woman, boy, girl, can receive nothing except it be given to them from heaven. So we want to understand that we have to receive the blessings of the Lord, but we are blessed only really, truly to be a blessing. And that's what we want to focus on tonight. But I just want to share some things that God kind of put on my heart. I pray that you can be encouraged and share it with somebody else as well. Uh, just about getting to that place where we are seeking, number one in our lives, we are seeking to please God above and beyond anything else we're trying to accomplish in this life. What, do I'm, what am I saying? Particularly to people that are in the kingdom of God, people that are in the church, that are in the body of Christ, we must make sure that we have our priorities in the right place and that whatever we're doing, we're doing it in order to please God and to honor God first, right? And many of you know this scripture, you probably quoted it, uh, probably quoted it to other people, probably heard many people preach on it, where the Bible says in Matthew chapter 6 and 33, he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you, right? So that is, again, learning how to prioritize my relationship with God and my obedience to the word of his kingdom above anything else I try to accomplish in life. Now, that does not mean I do not accomplish other things. But when I am a kingdom person, when I am a kingdom builder, right, when I am about my father's business, then I have to learn to prioritize the principles of the kingdom of God and cause them to be applied to every aspect of my life. See, for the child of God, for the born-again believer, the word of God is not just the document that we do at church, right? It's not just the, the it's, not, it's not just a document so that we can be in right standing with the, with the church. But no, it is a kingdom document. And it is how I'm supposed to be living, how I'm supposed to order my life, and my life should be ordered based upon the word of God, right? So watch this. What am I saying? I'm not saying we're just doing the things of the Bible so we can be right with the church because we are the church, right? You understand what I mean? And this is where many people have missed it because we have not learned how to apply the word of God to every aspect of our life. So when God gives us wisdom, he gives us statutes and commandments and judgments, right? He gives us these things in order for us to operate in this earth, but we're operating from a kingdom perspective, right? So when he says something like, bless those that persecute you and pray for those that despitefully use you. In per See, that's a kingdom perspective. And if you can't, if you and I don't, if you and I are not at the place where we can obey that, then we got more work to do through the Holy Spirit to change us in order that we operate in kingdom principles uh, every day of our life. See, how many Christians do we know that you may know that, you know, 
they only operate in the things of the word when it comes to religious things. You know, uh, uh, what am I trying to say? I, I'm trying to communicate this. I'm saying, do you know some folks that, you know, if, if the pastor's around, they change some of the words that come out of their mouth. But when the pastor's not around, then some of those uh, other words seem to slip out. Or not even just the pastor. Sometimes when other people of other people of the church are not around, then certain words kind of find their way. Uh, they say, "Oop, that slipped." Well, I often tell people this: that nothing that ain't if if it's in you, if it wasn't in you, it couldn't come out of you. So uh, you know, I know you say you that slipped. Well, the problem is not that it slipped out. The problem is, is that it's still within you, right? And so God is trying to uh, change us so that we will have, uh, uh, we will live by and talk by and walk by mm, kingdom principles, right? Proverbs says this, that wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. But in all thine getting, come on, Get an understanding. So we have to learn how to live by the principles of the kingdom of God, right? Not just by the principles of, of good behavior, right? Or uh, religious behavior or, you know, acting right at church or acting right around the people of God. But I never allow these things to enter in and become a part of my being so that I won't have to say, oops, that slipped out. Because if it ain't in there, it ain't coming out. Are y'all hear what I'm trying to say? See, you know people just like I know people. They say, oh, I didn't mean to say it. that slipped out. Well, that, like I always tell them, I say, listen, <laughs> you, know, you don't have to feel guilty or anything, but my, my question is, why was it still in there? Because if it's still in there, then it can slip out. But if you allow the word of God to get down to the root of a thing, glory to God, right? To, to, uh, to have our speech always seasoned with salt, right? Let our speech always be with grace. That means I'm, I'm dealing with whatever's in me on a continual basis and not just at a time when it, it doesn't seem appropriate so here's what I'm saying. So God wants to work from the inside out. And that's more, that's living by kingdom values, right? That's living by kingdom principles. That's living by the principle of God's word. And ultimately, what I want to share with you tonight, ultimately, that's living to please God and live by God's approval with no regard to whether man approves or not. Watch what I mean by this. Because many times as humans, and it's just some, somewhat of the human nature, we, we, we so desperately need the stamp of approval from people that in, 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 in some extreme cases, people will disobey God to be approved by other people. Or people won't obey God fully because they still want to be accepted 
by other people. Glory to God. Now, this, this might get a little tough here tonight, but I, I, I believe, uh, whether it's through Facebook, whether it's through YouTube, I believe I'm talking to people that are hungry for God and want to be kingdom builders, whether it's on the Zoom here. I believe that people want to be kingdom builders because you'll find that throughout the Bible, even in different stories. You have uh, one of the greatest stories in the Old Testament is about a prophet named Elijah. And Elijah the prophet was a prophet of God that was sent to speak a word to the people of Israel and to tell them how long are you going to waffle back and forth between two different opinions, right? If God be God, then serve him. But if Baal be God, then serve Baal, right? And so they had a showdown, glory to God, on Mount Carmel. But Elijah was one prophet that was a true prophet of God, but yet the popularity of that time was there was what, I think it was like 400 prophets of Baal and another 450 prophets of the Astra, some other goddess, whatever, idol. But Elijah was the one prophet of God that was going to stand on the word of God and not concern himself about being approved by people. Glory to God. See, folks, and that's just one story, but we're going we're gonna to read something here. Because this is what I've come to realize. That if you are going to be a, a man or a woman, glory to God, that is going to obey God and do what the thing that God is asking you to do, you're going to have to get free from the approval of people. Glory to God. I'm saying if people don't ever tell you you did a good job or if they don't ever support you or whatever the case may be or if they don't ever clap for you or applaud you if you are going to be glory to God here a man or woman of God that's going to walk in all of the fullness of the blessings of God you're going to have to get free from the from the need if you will of the approval of people how many people don't fully obey God in their lives and apply his principles to their life. I'm not talking about being a good church member. I'm talking about applying God's principles to their life because they don't want to be looked at as too spiritual. You know, you're too spiritual. You're too deep. You know, don't take all of that. You need to relax a little bit, brother. You're just too, too, you know, too serious about this thing, right? You, you, you got to watch that because the enemy is real subtle and he'll have you beginning to back up from your commitment to God because of, uh, of either the approval of people or the disapproval of people. But when you get to that place when you realize that you and I are living for the approval of one person and one person only. And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Glory to God. So Elijah the prophet was one that said, listen, I know the popular thing is to go out here, you know, be one of the prophets of Baal. And they was jumping up on the altar and, and crying, oh, Baal, hear us, oh, Baal. And cutting themselves and doing all kind of, you know, religious stuff and just, you know, just going wild, going crazy. But then Elijah said, listen, he said, listen, let's go, let's let now you, you didn't did all of this, but your God didn't answer by fire. So he, he, he rebuilt the altar. That's a message in itself. 
He, re he rebuilt the altar, glory to God, which symbols the place of commitment and prayer. He rebuilt the altar, and then he said, listen, he said, God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, let this people know that I'm not doing this just because I want to do this. I'm doing this as your servant out of obedience to you and let the fire fall from heaven. Glory to God. And you know the story that the fire fell from heaven, licked up the sacrifice, and everybody said, the Lord is God. So that's one. Another one, a good example, is again, Joshua and Caleb. Again, Old Testament. We're going to get to New Testament here. Another example, Joshua and Caleb. Again, God tells them, go and spy out the land. Since, since 12 preachers, if you will, 12 leaders, 12 people that's supposed to be the leadership of all of the congregation of Israel. And as you read that and go to see the story, it says the leaders of their father's house. So these were 12 leaders that God was sending to spy out the land. They get over and spy out the land and they came back and they brought the fruit of the land. They said it's a land that flows with milk and honey. They brought some of the big old grapes and all of that. But then they said, yes, it's a great land. It's just like God promised us. All the blessings are there. But they said there are giants over there. And we are grasshoppers in their sight. And we are grasshoppers in our own sight. But Joshua and Caleb, only two out of that whole group, only two said, listen, let us go up at once, for we are well able to overcome it. So many times you're not going to have, when, listen, when you and I choose to follow Jesus, a lot of times you're not going to be a part of the big popular crowd. Glory <laughs> to God, man. I'm telling you, the, the, the popular thing, the, the, you know, the, 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 the thing that's accepted, many times is not the thing that God is actually saying. And it just seems so right because the majority is going for it. You know, the majority is with it. The majority is right in line with it. But just because the majority is in line with it doesn't mean that it's right in the eyes of God. Y'all better hear what I'm trying to tell you tonight. Glory to God. So Joshua and Caleb said, listen, Let's go up at once, for we are well able to overcome it. And if you read that in Numbers 14 chapter, the whole congregation was ready to stone Joshua and Caleb. I mean, they were ready to kill them by stoning them. Why? Because they chose to stand with God against the tide of what was popular. Because what was popular, the other 10 said, we can't do it. They're bigger than us. They're stronger than us. We're grasshoppers. And all the congregation believed the 10. But the two said, we can do it. We can go up at once. God is with us. We can do it. Now, hear what I'm saying now. That's, this is more than just, you know, preaching. So I said, oh, this is good preaching. I got to inspire. But understand God giving us a picture. When you are going to stand on the side of God, many times you're going to be unpopular with the majority. And God will give you grace. He will bless you. He will give you favor because you'll notice that Joshua and Caleb, even though they had to suffer a while, they 40 years later, they still went into that same promised land that they said we are well able to overcome it. 
But all of those rest of those people that said they couldn't do it, and they said they couldn't do it, and guess what? They couldn't do it. I'm saying this. you got to make up in your mind in this season that we're in right now, brothers and sisters, that you are going to obey God and stand with God's principles and stand with God's word even if, even if it's very unpopular to the masses. Because, glory to God, we are in that time when we are getting to a place where there's coming a showdown <laughs> between the kingdom of light and the kingdom of darkness. And you're going to have to be able to say, listen, I'm not here to impress man. I'm not, try to, I'm not here to try to impress people. And I also, I'm not here to try to get people's approval. Glory to God. I'm trying to, again to, uh, uh, if you will, walk out the will of God and the plan of God and the purpose of God for my life. And the reason why I, I do the things the word of God says to do, not to try to get favor with man. Right. But to get the approval of God. And once I have the approval of God, I will get favor with God and with man. But woe to the man that again trusteth in man. Glory to God. And tries to make flesh his arm. You understand what I'm saying? You got to get you and I got to get to that place where our number one confidence is not in the systems of men but in the word of God. Are y'all still with me here tonight? So I'm trying to say this to you. So he says, do I now persuade men or do I persuade God? Why do we do what we do or why do we not do what we don't do, whatever the case may be? I pray that it's not for, not to be men pleasers. I, I, glory to God. Not to be Men pleasers. I, I, I had an experience the other day and I said, you know, it's, it's amazing. But that spirit is already in the world. We know that. But we want to make sure that we don't allow that spirit to get into the church, into the body of Christ. Where we, are, we don't have any true personal conviction. Glory to God. But all of our personal convictions are only lived by for advantage of man, right? Glory to God. What are you saying? I, 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 somebody must be watching that. I don't know who's watching because I feel something strong in my spirit. Glory to God. See, promotion does not even come from your pastor. Promotion does not come, glory to God, from the district bishop or whoever. Promotion don't come from the east or from the west. Lord have mercy. But promotion come from the Lord. God himself is the judge. He raises up one and he puts down another. So I want to encourage you as a brother in the Lord, glory to God, that you get to a place where you have become free from the need of man's approval. Because God can see you just like he saw David, Lord have mercy, on the backside, out there with the, in the, glory to God. Mm, mm, mm. I'm talking to somebody. I don't know who it is. But God can see you even if you are out there keeping the sheep. Glory to God. Not even, you weren't even invited to the party, if you will, 
when Samuel the prophet came to anoint the next king after Saul, he came to the household of Jesse and he said, I want you to bring all your sons to the dinner and God's going to anoint one of your sons as the next king. And David was not even considered to be a part of, they didn't even, set the prophet, listen, let me slow down here, glory to God, because I'm talking to somebody, glory to God. The prophet said, bring all your sons. And so they didn't even bring David. They didn't even, they didn't even invite them. They left him out there with the sheep. What am I saying? I'm saying that David wasn't seeking the approval of his brothers. He was just being obedient to his father, keeping the sheep. But God can see you if you're out there in the pasture keeping the sheep and nobody else knows what you're doing. God can see you. Glory to God. God can see you if you're on the backside of a desert and nobody knows how faithful you have been being to him in your time of prayer, your time of obedience, your time of commitment. Nobody else may see what you're doing, but God can see the end from the beginning. He can call you from the back burner to the front, glory to God, and put you, take you from the prison to the palace because he's seen you being faithful when you had no accolades from other people. My God, I'm talking to somebody tonight. So don't think that God is not aware of all that you've been doing in his name. Don't think that God is unrighteous to forget your work and your labor of love in which you do show to the saints how you minister and do minister. Don't think that God has forgotten whatever you have done for him because he has not forgotten one thing. Glory to God. So I want to encourage somebody tonight that needs to hear that. But folks, it starts, Lord have mercy, it starts with making up in your mind that I'm going to be a G, I'm going to be a God pleaser and not a man pleaser, right? What does that mean? How does that look practically? Let me give you an example. That means you do your job to the best of your ability. You do your work as unto the Lord, right? You, you don't do it to please man. You do it as unto the Lord, right? You don't change your modus operandi when the boss come by, when the supervisor come by. Now, oh, now you're going to act like you're going to work real hard because the supervisor's there. But when the supervisor's not there, you're slacking off, you're on your phone, you're doing everything else, you're not paying attention. No, see, see you're trying to be a man pleaser. But God says if you will, again, work as unto the Lord, promotion don't come from man. It comes from the Lord. Glory to God. Amen. So I just want to I wanna, I wanna bring this out to you. And I'm, I'm not going to hold you long tonight. Glory to God. But I want to share this with you out of the book of Acts chapter number 5. This is going to help somebody. And I'm, I'm not going to read all of this. But it would be Acts chapter number 5. And actually verses 14 all the way through verse 29. But I'm not going to read all of that tonight. I'm not going to read all those verses tonight. But I do read, want to read verse 14, and it says, And believers were the more added to the Lord, multitudes both of men and women, and so, and, and so much that they brought forth the sick into the streets, 
laid them on the beds and couches that at least the shadow of Peter passing by might overshadow some of them. Okay? And so now God's doing great things, doing great miracles. So again, like I told you, when you're going to stand with God, you're going to be persecuted. You're going to be uh, ostracized many times. You're going to be looked at as strange, as weird, as just whatever, like all kind of names for you, right? But now, what happened? So they was doing all of that for the Lord. They get arrested. The high priest and everybody come, arrest them, throws them in prison, right? For doing the works of the Lord. Then they're going to come the next day to come and get them out of prison, right? And now, uh, come, 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 come get them out of prison. And when they went to go get them out of prison, the, the, the jail was locked. The, the, uh, uh, the guards were outside. You got to read all this. It's in those verses that I told you. We can't read it all night. I'll read all those verses. The jail, they went to go get Peter and John out of prison, right? They go down there to get them out. The jail was locked. The guards were outside. They, un they took the key, unlocked the door, <laughs> and went inside. And Peter and them, are, they ain't in there. They gone. God just did a miracle. Just took them out. Uh, that, that's a that, glory to God. So then they say, hey, those men <laughs> that you put in prison, they're standing in the temple teaching the people. So they, so God did a miracle, just took them out of, translated them. I mean, I don't, someone said, well, how, what happened? I can't tell you what happened because that was just God being God. Took them out of the prison, let them go into the temple to preach, and the door was still locked. And the guards was outside. Now, how you tell me how that happens? Anyway, so let's pick it up here at verse number 26. Uh, then went the captain with the officers and brought them without violence, for they feared the people lest they should have been stoned. Come on. And, they, and when they had brought them, they set them before the council, and the high priest asked them, saying, did not we straightly command you that you should not teach in this name? And behold, you have filled Jerusalem with your doctrine and intend to bring this man's blood upon us. Now watch Peter. I love this. Notice what the statement is. Verse 29. Then Peter and the other apostles answered and said, we ought to obey God rather than men. Folks, that's what's going to turn the world upside down. I'm talking about when the, when, the, when the believers, when Christians are more concerned about being right with God than they are about being accepted with people. You're going to begin to see a shift. Glory to God. You're going to begin to see a turning and a releasing of anointing and power and favor because now God has committed believers that he can depend upon to uphold his name publicly and privately over to God. And so you, but that's where the shift takes place. See, Peter and John, all the apostles said, listen, we know what you said. We, 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 we're not deaf. We understand what you said. But we're going to choose God over the doctrines of man. 
And folks, when we get it right there, I'm telling you, I believe we'll see the anointing. I believe we'll see the power. I believe we'll see miracles. I believe that, I believe so many things will just happen supernaturally. Why? Because God says, now, these are my committed believers. They're not going to sell me out for popularity. Glory to God. <laughs> They're not going to sell me out uh, for prestige. Because, you know, that's, that's kind of where we have come. And we've kind of gotten far from the biblical pattern of, uh, of, what, of, of what the Lord said about his people. Folks, if we're going to live godly, we, we, we shall suffer persecution. Folks, and I'm telling you, you better hear me. You better hear me well. Some of the persecution is going to come from people that you thought were 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 believers. You you they, they claim Christianity, but when the pressure is on, they have a more of a social Christianity than they have a kingdom Christianity. They have a national Christianity more than they have a kingdom Christianity. Glory to God. So if you're going to live godly, you and I are going to suffer persecution. You're going to be, uh, they're going to they're tell you, that's what it is. Well, you think you're better than me. No, I don't think I'm better than anybody. I'm just thinking I am exactly who God says I am. I'm not going to say anything more. I'm not going to say anything less. I'm not going to try to be self-degrading. If God says something about me, then I'm going to agree with him. Are y'all are y'all we okay here? Glory to God. So those 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 first disciples said, no no no. We we understood we understood what you guys said. We know we got thrown in prison for doing the miracles and stuff. Well, you know we understand that. But God gave us favor, and God let us out. And God said, go and stand in the temple and teach the people. So we're gonna obey God, and we understand. Glory to God. What that might cost us. In this natural world, we fully understand our choice, but we should obey God rather than we should obey man. And I pray that you and I have come to that place of grace. I pray that many believers have come to that place of grace and that grace brings about a strength that gives you the ability to understand that your soul is anchored in the Lord. And that, and that God can make a way out of no way, right? You're giving God the opportunity to show himself as God and show you that I can do this. I can, I can, I can provide for you. Come on, somebody. I can bless you, whatever the case is, okay? So now, one more verse here. Go to the book of Galatians here. Glory to God, chapter number one and verse number 10. Just one verse, and we're going to wrap this up tonight. Galatians chapter number one. Again, what am I saying? I gave you several examples, uh, and I mean, it's all throughout the Bible uh, uh, because that's one of the things that we have to be engaged in here. Folks, if you're going to be a real child of God, and many of you know, just like I know, I've been around the church a long time. And, and thank God for the church. Don't misunderstand me. Don't, don't hear me wrongly. Thank God for the church. Thank God for the body of Christ. Thank God for the assembling and the gathering of the people of God. But folks, 
you got to have some personal convictions. Because cause, cause you get down to a place where uh, folks are doing all kind of stuff in the church and in their mind, they're trying to reach the world. Well, I don't have to, I don't have to come down and do what the world is doing to reach them because if I, if I use that mentality, then what am I reaching them to? Listen, he said, come out from among them. There's a difference between the clean and the unclean. Come on, somebody. There's a difference between the holy and the unholy. Yes, there is a difference. Doesn't mean I'm better than anybody else, but no, there is a difference. Somebody say amen. Glory to God. Ah, Lord Jesus. That's a word tonight. Ah, my God. So you get to get to that place, folks, and I'm telling you, you've been hearing this man tonight. I'm telling you, we are in that time. You, you, listen, Jesus did not change who he was to try to get people to follow him. He basically, listen, I'm, 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 I'm making it, you know, he said, follow me. And some did. Come on. And, and some chose not to. Listen, you got to hear me. You got to hear me. There was, in fact. In the Bible, don't turn it, but in the Bible, there's one particular man that I always think about. Like, wonder what happened to that guy. He, he was called, he was young, he was rich, and he was a ruler. So he had some kind of position, some kind of authority, something. They call him the rich young ruler. And that's a pretty good place to be in the natural, right? You're young, <laughs> say man. You're rich, and you're a ruler. You're ruling something, got some kind of authority. The rich young ruler. But so he comes to Jesus. He recognizes something is different about Jesus. So he says, uh, you know, uh, teacher, master, rabbi, what, what shall I do, you know, to have eternal life? He said, you know, he said, do the commandments and do all of this and do it. He said, you know, hey, he said, I've done that ever since I was little. Since, I'm, I'm paraphrasing now. I've done that since my youth, since I was young. And then the Bible says Jesus loved them. And he said, but one thing you lack. He said, go and sell all your possessions. <laughs> Give it to the poor. Come on, take up your cross and follow me. And you know what the Bible said? The Bible said the man was grieved at that saying and went away and did not take the invitation of Christ to walk with him. I often ask myself, did that guy ever come back and get saved? Did that guy ever, after all this thing with Jesus, after he went to the cross and resurrected, I wonder, did he ever come to himself and realize, you know what, I missed my opportunity then, but I need to be born again now because I understand who Jesus really is. I often, that's just some way my mind works, you know. I wonder, did that guy ever accept Jesus? Because he, Jesus gave him an invitation. Hey, you, you're doing good. But you got to get into the kingdom now. So Jesus loved him and said, listen, your possessions are keeping you from coming all the way into the kingdom. He said, sell your possessions. Get, get that weight off from around your neck. Take up your cross and follow me. He said, I can't do that. He, and he walked away from Jesus, greed. Now watch this. Jesus didn't run after him and say, no, you got to hear him. No, seriously, I, I, you know, I'm the Messiah. You know, you, you know you, you're going to be lost eternally. Well, he, he didn't do that. Okay. So, glory to God. Galatians 1 and 10, and we're done. 
he says, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I yet please men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Now, that, that's King James right there. I want to read that verse to you out of the Good News translation, because many of you know I like the Good News translation, but again, it, it kind of speaks more in, if you will, the modern day English. But notice what he says, Galatians 1 and verse 10. Does this sound as if I am trying to win human approval? No, indeed. What I want is God's approval. Am I trying to be popular with people? <laughs> I love this. If I were still trying to do so, I would not be a servant of Christ. Lord, have mercy. How many people that we know are trying to be popular with people? Now, I'm not talking about you walking around with a with a 50-pound Bible, you know, breaking people's legs with scripture. That, that that's not what I'm, that's not, you know, like like you, you know, like you the scriptural enforcer, and you got a 50-pound Bible and you're hitting people over the head with it. That that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is holding fast to your own convictions through the word of God, holding fast to your confessions of faith and not allowing people to persuade you to go off to the left or to the right instead of hitting the target straight on because uh, many times people will try to make you feel like you are off the mark if you don't bend to their way of thinking. But see, those first disciples understood. They said, listen, we got to obey God rather than man. They said, listen, we're not trying to get man. We're not trying to get human approval. We're not trying to get approval from the Sanhedrin. We're not trying to get approval from, you know, the priest or whoever. We're not trying to get approval of other the other brethren. We're just trying to walk the walk that God is asking us to walk. And, and we make him our ultimate priority, right? The reason why... Let me say it like this. The reason why we order our lives this way, why we uh, live the way we live, why we do what we do, should be that we can have one master, right? And that's the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, man, you can't serve two masters. You're going to either love one and hate the other. You're going to cleave to the one and despise the other. You can't serve God and money, right? You can't serve, again, uh, woe to man that trusteth in man trying to get approval from people, trying to get promotions from man. No, well, folks, when we do that, we won't, we won't really get the blessing of God, right? Because God's not going to share his glory with another. So I'm saying, I, I don't know who all I talked to tonight, but I know I was talking to somebody in the spirit. Glory to God, because that's where God wants to bring you. And this doesn't mean that you're just, like I said, this is not just for those that are going to be prophets and so on and so forth and, and minister. This is for every born again child of God. How many people have not fully met their own destiny because they didn't want to be disapproved by other people, right? 
uh, family members told him, you know, you you know, you know, you doing you 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 know you you know you just you just too serious about this and you know and all that and you know all this you know you you listen folks I done heard it all, but I rather obey God than man. Are y'all hearing what I'm trying to tell you? Glory to God. Sometimes and folks, sometimes it's gonna be some of the people that you would think that would be on your side. Sometimes those will be the main ones that's trying to discourage you from from fully flowing with God, right? Because His word is the only thing that's going to stand the test of time. Okay, so I said a lot of things tonight. You can go back and listen to the podcast within twenty four hours from today. But I want to encourage you. My main encouragement: Are you trying to please God? Are you, are your, is your whole life focused God's approval or are you trying to get man's approval? Now, now you got to be real with yourself and you got to be honest with yourself. Even whether you're doing ministry, whatever you're doing, you're doing business, whatever you're doing, why are you really doing it? And notice something I said throughout this message. God sees you. All you got to do is, is uh, do justice, love mercy. And walk humbly with your God. Glory to God, man. God sees you. It, nothing escapes him. Nothing gets past him. If nobody ever sees, like I said, you could be like David out there with the sheep. And, and that, that I love that story. They didn't even call him. The prophet said, bring all your sons. They didn't even call David. They left him out there. And God said, no. He's, Samuel basically said, you know, he went to the, get the oil and, and God he went through seven of Jesse's sons. And, and God didn't say, none of, none of these are the one. So Samuel asked Jesse, he said, are these all your sons? You know, I, I, you gotta, he says, are these all your sons? And then, then, then Jesse says, no, well, my youngest is out there with the sheep. Think about that. They didn't even invite him. But that was the one that God wanted. Because God saw his faithfulness and his a consistency out there when nobody else could see what he was doing. God saw all the good things that he was doing and he looked upon the heart and he said, I know man don't prove, man don't think it wasn't great, whatever, but that's the one I want. And I'm telling you, many of you are those people right now. You're not the one with the greatest education, the greatest this and that or whatever, but God is looking at the heart and God sees your faithfulness even when other people may not recognize all that you're doing in prayer, right? In disobedience, right? You're obeying God. Come on. You're obeying God in your giving. You're obeying God in your sowing, right? You're obeying God in your study of the word. You're obeying God as you, you're letting your light shine. You're being a witness, right? And a lot of people don't see what you're doing. But God sees everything you're doing, and he's keeping great records. And he says, listen, when it's come time for promotion, just like David, God will set up a situation where you come out of the private sector into the public arena, and now it's time for you to slay Goliath. But the only reason you can slay Goliath publicly is because you slayed the lion and the bear privately, right? Nobody had to be out there. You, didn't, you weren't doing it for great accolades. You were doing it to take care of your father's sheep, right? Glory to God. There's just so much in that tonight. But I'm telling, I'm saying to you, 
that that's what you want to focus on. That's what you want to uh, have a realization of and realize that God knows who you are. You are not an, an afterthought in the mind of God. You're not a mistake. God knows exactly who you are, knows exactly where you are, and he sees all the good that you have done for his name's sake. Glory to God. And, and many times that could be in a private sector. You know, even, even praying, that many times people don't see you praying, but God sees you praying. People don't know, people don't know what you're dealing with, but God sees everything you're doing. And he's going to bless those that say, I'm going to obey God. I'm going to do what God wants because I know he's my help. He's my strength. He's my keeper. He's my refuge. He's the only one that can keep my mind straight, right? That's why I'm going to obey God. I'm going to obey God to impress other people. So that's why I'm going to obey God. So I want to encourage you all tonight. Uh, that's Galatians 1 and 10. I didn't have it up there on YouTube there. Couldn't get the scriptures on there. So we had some te technical difficulties right before we came on. But listen, we thank God for each of you. Continue to spread the word. Every Tuesday night, 730 Central Time, uh, we'll be on the uh, Facebook platform and the YouTube platform. But also I'd love for you to all get on Zoom because we can see each other a little bit better, interact, and uh, all of that. So uh, we thank God for each and every one of you. Uh, continue to be blessed and let the favor of God be upon Well, praise the Lord. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast today. We encourage you to stay connected by subscribing to this podcast as well as our weekly newsletter at www.livingwordcorsicana.org. Also, we invite you to join our national video call on the Zoom app. Our personal room number is 931-432-8488. And the passcode is the number two. Listen, God bless you. Have a supernatural day. And we hope to contribute and communicate with you soon.